0: welcome back to another weird wednesday i'm ashers and this is pato pato how uh pato Pat is uh covid adjacent right now so <laughs> um if he sounds like shit, that's why
1: no um, i just i sound like a male phone sex operator no you sound pretty good actually you sound pretty I good know. It's, oh I'm, it's i i'm i'm throwing out the the, the bass tones the mid uh bits ooh, and pieces tingle Really. So he,
0: yeah. Pato's going to play us some smooth jazz.
1: Just what you got to do is you got to play this podcast on a sound system with like a standalone speaker, right? And then put the speaker flat on the floor and then straddle the speaker. So the bass of my voice sends vibrations up through the speaker
0: into the can't listener. see my face right now, but I'm just.
1: Pat Howard Stern did it in private stole, parts.
0: Yeah, Pat stole that from <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i didn't come up with that From shit howard Stern's <laughs> <Private> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: if you haven't seen a good movie great movie check it out um
1: great movie but <laughs> chicks dick filmmakers <laughs> howard Stern started off as a film student a lot of people don't know that
0: so, well i mean it's i buy it um <clears throat> you know, i buy it but anyway well yeah so pat's pat's ill he's you know he's not dying but he's you know he'll be all right you'll be well, all
1: right in the Sylvia Plath sense, we're all kind of dying, but
0: oh, I mean, right one one second at a time, sure. From right. Right, the yeah. time you're born, you're dying, right?
1: No, I'm okay. It's it was just what I dude, I had a, I've had like a rough like five fucking days. It's just been it's been a lot of shit. Very little sleep, and it's one of those. And my allergies are kicking my ass. And like, I don't know if everything just caught up with me or if uh you know, because like I was kind of saying before we started, living in the era of COVID, every time. When anything happens you're just like oh jesus do i have it you know and i had a uh a friend of a friend pass this weekend and the dude was vaccinated and uh in pretty good shape he was a hockey coach and uh you know kind of like died overnight like you know wasn't feeling too good on friday went to work on saturday was okay saturday night had 107 degree temperature the family took him to the hospital he was dead by sunday you know and somebody that's vaccinated and my age and pretty good health so you hear shit like that and you're just like oh my god you know
0: i know i get it i mean that does happen but you know what the thing is is that you do hear about shit like that because it happens so little
1: right exactly it's an outlier and it's 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 yeah exactly that's why that's why you hear about it that's why everybody talks about it not everybody talks about you know all the other cases where it kind of comes and goes without incident
0: right right right. exactly i mean you know i've got well like my friend shannon she's got uh, my friend shannon has restrictive lung disease and she had covid before she had a vaccination and like she was fine like she's one of those people that like we thought well she gets it she's dead that's it it's over nah, she's fine right. it wasn't yeah. even that bad <laughs> so it's like okay you know who knows what the fucking standard is for covid i don't think we really even know but we're not talking anymore about covid that's
1: no we're not we're not
0: we're gonna get away from that just want to let you guys know pat's not feeling good so send him your your good vibes only Hashtag sure. good vibes,
1: you know, and I'll so. send out the good vibes right back
0: all all the good vibes in the air, and it'll be it'll be good going to be sure good. um so today um i two uh time traveling uh two days ago it's today we're recording today <laughs> is uh is Betty and Barney Hill day,
1: yeah, That's happy interracial relationship Monday,
0: yeah. <laughs> absolutely no i mean you know we we haven't covered we haven't covered betty and barney hill yet we will um you know it's it's popular but, you know, for, uh, for transparency sake we'll pick betty and barney hill in uh on this day 60 years ago exactly in 1961 um uh, they were driving home from a vacation and they saw a ufo and then all of a sudden they had um a lapse in time and they were driving back home they couldn't really remember but they knew things were weird and something weird had happened they knew they'd saw they'd seen that ufo they just didn't really know what and uh chasing that it just kind of turned into a long um string of, of high strangeness uh they were both regressed well i think betty ended up recovering her memories on her own she's having these dreams that uh, she feels are memories of an abduction that they had and uh so on and so forth so um pretty big i'm sure you guys already know who the hell betty and barney hill are if you don't know i don't know well, maybe you don't know. Maybe you're new to the show and this is your introduction into high strangeness. I doubt it, but maybe it is. Right. And, uh if that's the case, well, you're just going to have to sit tight for another episode because we're not getting into all that today. I just wanted to wish them a happy <laughs> um abduction anniversary. So.
1: There was there was a TV movie that I remember seeing when I was younger where James Earl Jones played Barney Hill. James Earl Jones obviously uh the voice of Darth Vader and the dad from uh, Coming to America and uh yeah he, and it was uh I, I think it was okay done like fairly well made they took it seriously enough i mean it didn't have super high production values and the the copy that i had seen definitely looked dated you know it probably came out in the 70s or it had to be like mid-70s it was definitely pre-star wars but uh yeah it's a pretty famous story so it's worth checking out if you're i, I for some reason you're listening to the show and you're not familiar with it uh definitely look into it because it's a you know i saw someone else post on social media today it's the first recorded abduction experience yeah. which okay that's that's pretty groundbreaking and uh some of the stuff that they come up with and the i, I don't want to say lore because it makes it sound like it's it's not true but uh a lot of the stuff that came out of that case is kind of accepted as uh abduction lore as like you know the cornerstone of that the, the, the modern yeah. yeah the modern abduction uh mythology so
0: yeah i mean i don't know if you saw um you know but somebody had asked you know well the reason the reason why i don't buy it is because um you know they were describing the examination and stuff and the types of things that they were describing were things that they did at the time so there were no like high-tech um like mris or scans or anything like that it was like mostly touch base and this that and the other and it was like well yeah but if we're talking about like these super intelligent beings from a different planet like it could be that like the scanner is on the fucking door of the craft when you walk in and it scans you and without you even knowing because they're advanced enough to travel space and time I don't know you know there's a lot of things about that people like to pick apart but I'm gonna tell you right now um and and Pat you mentioned that Betty and Barney Hill were an interracial couple and in the 60s if you were an interracial couple you were not doing anything extra to bring attention to you like that's right. not you know which is always kind of my biggest thing now whether or not their memories were real whether or not regression is real sure that's all up for debate but something happened i believe something happened to them and you know what whatever those details are you know i we will never know because they're both dead now so um there's that
1: yeah. you know, and do the research check it out yourself make up your own fucking mind check it out or
0: it. just wait until we do an episode on it and then let us know i don't i don't care whatever yeah. Anyway, so that was my news for the week i really didn't have any news because um because i've been busy i've been busy
1: yes you have
0: i've have been very busy so you know um as you guys know by the title of the episode you know i suppose we'll just get into it if you don't know um i i am making a documentary
1: <laughs> right that's how we actually connected it is through the documentary it you, is. Had po- you had posted something on twitter looking for uh
0: People to help work on it
1: collaborators yeah and i had lended my um editing skills
0: yeah that that's is, how we yep. first started talking that is how yeah that that's true it's a oh an american tale um it sure <laughs> is um yeah i mean you know that's what i think a lot of people don't really know is that like the reason why i got into this into my career not into the stuff in general i've always been into this stuff but the reason why i'm in the career that i'm in now being a 40 investigator is because I started working on this documentary and uh, I was not supposed to, it was not supposed to be my documentary originally. Um, Actually, it was supposed to be like a 25 minute YouTube video. And, you know, the more I got invested into it, um, the more, you know, things just kept getting stranger and stranger. And uh, just, uh, you know, the stars aligned and here I am. So, (laughs) you know, a lot of people, you know, I've had some people refer to me as a podcaster don't do that shit 1st don't do that don't do that I I I yes I have a podcast I I but and and yeah sure maybe I'm a podcaster but I'm an investigator first I'm a filmmaker second and then okay then you can call me a podcaster but um I digress so you know that's what we're going to talk about today you know on my own show obviously I've talked about the mothman but you know I haven't really gone into great detail discussing the documentary i guess i just always assume that everybody knows what it is and kind of where we're at and what's going on but how the fuck would you guys know right i mean how would you know so anybody going forward that asked me what my documentary is about i'm going to um shamelessly uh direct you know, them towards this episode exactly direct them towards this episode and that's what it's going to be so <clears throat> here we go i'll I'll start
1: <laughs> please do i will
0: start so uh the documentary it's titled sinking the mothman that's the title of this episode um sinking the mothman and um that's because i was asked to again i was asked to work on just a 25 minute youtube video just kind of recanting point pleasant and you know the mothman flap in point pleasant and the silver bridge collapse and whatnot i'm not gonna get into too too much detail about the start of it because it doesn't matter but um so i was invited to go film during the mothman festival um in 2019 and of course i agreed i had never been into anything like this i was working at uh, victoria's secret at the time for the corporate office of victoria's secret
1: were you a mannequin
0: yeah i was i was um i I did a good job no but i did frequently grope the mannequins like it was encouraged because
1: we did that too
0: well we didn't work in the store you know we it was the corporate office so you know in order for us to really like know the product like we'd, we'd have whole meetings of things that they're releasing and you know stuff like that they would like they would put them on mannequins and we'd have to like go and like feel on it so we can like feel the material and it was it was great it was encouraged to grope the mannequins at my job it was beautiful um but that's where when i learned about my attraction to mannequins anyway um <laughs> so <clears throat> i worked at victoria's secret um and and i agreed i agreed to go to this you know mothman Festival. i'd never been you know i'd never been to the mothman festival and i was like okay sure i was a mothman skeptic i don't buy that shit bigfoot fuck yeah mothman no there's no way that's real biologically speaking doesn't make sense right So I go, uh, and I have the most fucking magical weekend, like, very literally, like, I've ever had in my entire life, and um, shit got weird, shit got weird, and it was stuff that I couldn't explain, and especially for me, being the type of person that I was at the time, I was, you know, very heavy atheist, like, I didn't, I had no spirituality whatsoever, didn't believe in any of that, everything was science-based, everything was science-based but things were happening that that defied science and you know once I kind of started looking into those things that defied science I learned that it's not that these things were defying science it's that I was ignoring the science and you know what the possibilities were and what was out there Um, but you know things started getting strange and the more I kind of started researching stuff like my mind became more open to the idea of different different aspects of, of life and science and the more some of this stuff kind of fell in line and made sense um so i was speaking with the um with the director of this documentary eventually he was like well he's like i want you to work on this documentary with me and i want you to i want to make it a feature like documentary and i'm like okay great you know yeah let's do that so we started working on it together <clears throat> but then shit started getting really. Real and you know, really heavy, really fast. Um, so with, if,
1: with your investigation, with of... my, yeah,
0: well, yeah, with the investigation, and um, you know, the first time anything huge, huge had happened was um, I just put a post out on social media and I didn't have a social media following. Let me let me backtrack a little bit there. I, I wasn't, it's not like I was anybody so like I was anybody you know I had like my local group of friends on Facebook I had like 200 followers on Twitter you know I didn't know how to use Twitter I didn't didn't Twitter you know I didn't know how to tweet or twat or whatever and uh I didn't have Instagram at all at the time you know I didn't know what I was doing anyway so I just put out a Facebook post to my Facebook friends I was like hey has anybody seen the Mothman sure enough I got a bite a person that I used to work with at the movie theater she's like yeah I've seen it and my mom's seen it I'm like oh okay so I get together with them and and I speak with them on like we have like a phone call and they tell me their experiences. Um, the girl, my coworker, she said uh they lived in Beaver Creek, Ohio, and where they lived at, they lived like just outside of town. So it was kind of a rural enough area to have like some tree coverage. And uh she said she saw it standing kind of right at the tree line, but he didn't really move. He just kind of stood there. And then her mom, she said she's seen it twice. The first time she saw it, it was just Walking down the street, you know, with his wings and all hanging out, just walking down the street. And he just turned the corner and walked on. Um, and then the second time she saw it, she said she saw it in her garage, hanging upside down, sleeping like a bat. And she just backed out of the garage and, you know, went back into the house and was like, whoop, I'm not going anywhere today. She came out a couple hours later, it was gone. But that wasn't the thing, that wasn't the part that got me, okay? <clears throat> the part that got me was that she starts going, well, have you heard about Helltown? I was like, What? She's like, you know, Helltown, Ohio. And she starts telling me about it. Helltown, Ohio is Boston, uh Boston Township. It was uh reclaimed by the government basically in the seventies. Um, they what they wanted to do was have all the residents move out and have have them turn that part that little town into part of the nature reserve that's up there. They just wanted to buy it and turn it into part of the nature reserve. Okay, so lots of spooky stuff surrounding this place um people still go there all the time they're like oh it's super haunted oh there's satanists oh there's this that and the other you know typical spooky town stuff um which is neat but you know what's going on there probably not a whole lot um but there are some things and they're not talked about excuse me i've been talking all fucking day so anyway so she's telling me she's like well you need to talk to my i got this friend and you need to talk to him i'm like why she was like i'm just gonna call him i'm gonna invite him over and i want you to show up and talk to him i'm like okay so i did that (laughs) so i go to her house with her friend and uh, i meet this man and he's an older gentleman and he proceeds to tell me that um you know basically we start talking about it he tells me well i worked for you know parks and rec in the 1970s and when i remember when they closed held town when they did they would want us to go and you know kind of survey the area because the townspeople were pissed like they were very upset that they were just forced to move and understandably so he's like so you know we were worried our biggest worry at the time was wildfires we don't want anybody to try to burn the town down in anger and then catch the rest of the fucking nature reserve on fire so understandably so um, we don't really have we'll have wildfires here in Ohio but you know forest fires whatever um, <clears throat> so he said one day he was out and he was patrolling and he was just right outside of the town I mean all they really did was walk through the woods all day he loved that job uh, but he was just right outside of the town and he happened upon something he had never seen before and it was like a huge huge chain link fence and he's like okay so but he walks up on it and there he, he says it's noisy there's stuff going on he didn't know what was going on he walks up to it and uh in the middle of this fence are men dressed up in like military garb and they're kind of in a circle around this thing and this thing are they
1: jerking off on it what's
0: that they are are they're they jerking, jerking off, off on, on it, it? um they are it's, a, playing circle cookie, right? it's a great yes they are exactly the the last one to finish on the
1: cookie has to eat the cookie yeah i've played that before oh my gosh
0: (laughs) played that before stop (laughs) all right i believe that that's 100 percent a true story (laughs) so you don't have to go into detail it's fine we know sometimes
1: it's Um, called soggy biscuit it depends on the group of dudes you're with that's true It's, it's either icky cookie or soggy i guess i guess soggy biscuits probably the english version of it because they call cookies biscuits oh
0: that's true well you could use biscuits instead if Ted
1: lasso has taught us anything
0: <laughs> okay and i'm
1: not putting my mic back up now please continue with your story about what happened in Helltown. i am listening and with with much interest <laughs> <laughs> okay all
0: right, I'll keep all, right all right all right i'm good no that was good that was good um so anyway so no they weren't drinking off on this thing they probably should have been um but you know instead anyway so in the middle of these military men is is this creature and the guy he said the only way i can describe it to you is that it looked like jeepers creepers and i'm like oh let me know what the jeepers creepers you know what the creeper looks like he's you know just a man with wings right and he said that you know meanwhile it's like attacking them somehow but he didn't really know how because it wasn't physical it wasn't touching them but he knew that it was attacking them and so he was like oh well nope all right and so he you know noped the fuck up out of there and left um and never went back never went back to work after that never again has never been has not been out to the woods ever since does not want to see that thing ever again he was scared to even talk about it because he didn't want to attract it and i didn't know what to think at the time when i had started and at that point i had thought that i had a theory and and the theory my theory had involved the government okay with this this mothman creature and and other things because i kind of had a timeline of events that were all kind of made sense together and uh i got in my car and i was scared i was genuinely fucking scared i was like i was just told something that i'm not supposed to know and I don't know what to do with that. You know, I've always heard, you know, stories of the men in black. I've heard of people just outright fucking or shady suicides or whatever. And I was scared. I was legitimately scared. And um
1: That's something that and this is to be completely serious for a minute. I think yeah. people that don't that maybe follow these cases but don't get directly involved with them that's something that they don't appreciate the weight of is when you do when you do find things out that other people that people aren't supposed to know that there there's a very tangible weight to that information that you then begin carrying around with you oh yeah and you know having having guilt or paranoia come from this stuff i mean (laughs) just just to like not to turn this into a fucking masturbation joke again but i'm gonna go there (laughs) this isn't a joke though this is completely serious and hopefully this metaphor
0: is always serious first of all
1: but uh you know so i uh, i worked in a field for a very long time where um There would be uh where you work on the overnights and stuff, right? And uh I ran uh I mean I guess I've talked about this before. I ran an engineering department at a hotel for a while. Sure. And I had a uh you know, I I worked for people for a long time and then I became the boss and I had people work for me for a long time. And one of the things that I made sure that I did when I was the boss is I never surprised anybody. Right. I, whenever I was, whenever, like I I came by on the weekends or I had to run up to my office, you know, if I went out drinking after work and then swung by to grab something from my desk, you know, I knew that I was walking in on somebody that thought that they were supposed to be alone for the shift. And I never just barged through the door. Now, some people did that because they'd like to see what the other guy was doing. Not me. Right. I have no intention of surprising anybody doing anything. Right. I would always, jiggle the fuck out of those keys on my way up the stairs and 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 stomp my feet so everybody heard me coming and i never walked through that door and found anybody with their pants around their ankles okay and i think that that is i did that for a reason because i didn't want one of those situations to happen i didn't want to walk through that door and find some dude jerking off what's the fucking point in that right that doesn't do any of us any good now i now now things are weird between me and this other guy He's got some shit he's got to live with because he knows that I saw him pulling his crank at work. Now I got some shit I got to live with because every time I look at this guy, I'm going to think about the time I caught him pulling his crank at work. It doesn't benefit anybody. You're right. right? Yeah. So, you know, whenever I come, you know, boom, 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 here comes Pad jiggling the keys. You hear me? All right. I'm coming through the door. You got 30 seconds. And I'd rather come through the door and have him laugh it and say, come on in. I'm not doing anything. Fine. All right. I'd rather have that happen than I bust through the fucking door and find see you doing whatever you're doing so did you and ever
0: I, find anybody pulling their pod then is that
1: no it? but i had people walking on me pulling my pod oh, so
0: they should have jiggled their keys exactly
1: <laughs> i'm paying it forward no i'm kidding that never happened i had someone catch me watching the wire once or something you know but whatever oh. um but no so that's kind of and i think that it, that's something very uh very grounded that most people hearing that story can identify with right and i think yeah. that it, if you multiply it times a million that's kind of what happens when you're investigating these cases or, oh, yeah. or researching this phenomenon and somebody tells you something like that
0: oh yeah oh, oh yeah. S-
1: suddenly now you you have gone from being a spectator to an active participant in this story And you now have information that you're walking around with inside your head that maybe means nothing to nobody or maybe means a lot to the, you know, the wrong people. Yeah. And, um, that's, you know, being friends with you for the past year and a half and just kind of hearing about your work on this thing. I know that that's something that collects over time, you know, it
0: definitely does. Well, it does. And I mean, you know, with this, especially me being so fresh, you know really like you There's said I,
1: about, I would never use the word fresh to describe any very,
0: very fresh <laughs> um very fresh and new you and shiny are
1: very soiled
0: but now nah, i'm very soiled now yeah. you're
1: very sullied
0: i guess i still was then but you know um <laughs> just you know in other ways but anyway you know when i when i did that you know when i went and talked to the guy i'll tell you it wasn't like like he didn't know he didn't we didn't meet up with with them to <clears throat> come meet me and and tell his story i showed up and the mom looks at him we're all just enjoying you know just talking about nothing and the mom looks at him and she goes why don't you tell her the story and he went fucking stark white he didn't want to tell me the story you knew who the fuck i was some weird crazy you know redheaded goth weirdo you know, he didn't know who the fuck i was and he's like uh and you know he kind of played dumb he's like well, what you know what I'm not sure which one you know what are you talking about but he knew instantly what stories he was talking about and it's just you know and then that was again probably my first time uh, that was absolutely the first time I had ever spoken with someone who was genuinely afraid of what they had experienced um you know someone that that had actual fear and you know didn't and of course I'd Dude, I wasn't ready for that. I didn't know what the fucking story was, you know? I <laughs> had no clue. So, but I had left. I went to my best friend's house and I quit that documentary that night. I called the dude. I called the director. I said, I'm not doing this. I can't. I can't do this. I have a child that I have to think about. And if what I think is right is right, like, this is a big deal. And, uh, you know, he's like, well, that's, that sucks, but, you know, I understand. And, uh you know, I went to my best friend's house and I sat there and I'm like, I, I'm like I gotta tell you something but we gotta put all our phones in the house and go outside and she's like why and so you know I I told her I was just like just do it she's like okay so we went outside we talked about it we talked and we talked about it and she was like but you know what the thing is is that it's not she said if you really think that this is something this big then it's not really about you anymore and you kind of have a responsibility to share it and, she, and she's right I mean of course I didn't have to you know but but I knew what she meant you know and um that took me a couple of days to process and then well here I am so <laughs> you know eventually the the documentary with the original director fell through and I had decided that when I agreed to work on this thing I would I would follow through with it as well um I wasn't going to not make it at that point because just in like a, a three-month period my life had changed so drastically that there was nothing else in this world that I was meant to do except for make this documentary you know at minimum and um you know the more i've kind of fallen into the rabbit hole it's been rewritten a couple of times but it's pretty solid where it's at now um just because the theories were changing again it's an ongoing investigation And i know some people get really frustrated sometimes with where this documentary is at and why it's not out yet but when you have an ongoing investigation and you get information constantly it's hard to keep up because there's other bullshit things like making sure you have the correct equipment and then getting the correct shot and then editing that shot together and that's bullshit but meanwhile you're coming upon new information all the time and you're like do I add this in here so now it's turned into this whole thing right and so we've got this first documentary and we're not just making at the same time we're not just making the one documentary because we're out investigating other stuff too we're making multiple documentaries and they all tie in together hence the name sinking the mothman It's about the Mothman. You're going to get Mothman history, but what you're going to get on top of Mothman history is how Mothman is related to other shit out there. And then what you're going to get later on down the line when the next one comes out is how that shit is related to the Mothman and how it's related to other things. And it's just going to be a trail, basically, of high strangeness. So, you know, where where are we at right now? So, I announced a couple, uh, probably what about a month or two ago, probably two months ago um that i was gonna release this book and i'm not gonna tell you what it's about because <laughs> i'm an asshole but um you know so now i've I've got a book with it and now it's formed into a documentary and now it's just gotten kind of off the rails but that's okay we have it i mean we pretty much have a date um this thing is going to be done by fall of 2022 and the book is going to come out by spring of 2022 so that's where we're at currently
1: are you gonna do nanu rimu this this uh november with me
0: I don't know. We'll see. Maybe. It'll be a
1: lot of fun. I'll think about it. Okay.
0: Give me you give you give me them deets. <laughs> you give me them deets and we'll we'll talk about it. But uh we'll see. But yeah, so you know, where we're at right now, <clears throat> I just spent the weekend in West Virginia. I've party girl voice so bad, too. Um I had a great time. <laughs> but you know, we we just went back to West Virginia and um we have to go back one more, at least one more time. Well, Probably more than that, honestly. I will never get away from West Virginia now. At this point, I'm so invested in it. I have accepted that for the rest of my life, I will be married to the Mothman. And that's just going to be the way it is. That's fine. But as far as the documentary itself goes, we have to go back to West Virginia one more time, and then we have to go to Chicago, and then it's all post. And I'm not fucking adding anything else into it. That's what a sequel's for.
1: <laughs>
0: so, that's where we're at but anyway um yeah that's that's the gist i'll stop talking i'll 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 let you have the floor for a second what do you uh
1: fuck i don't have any more jerk-off jokes to make oh god damn it i know um (laughs) well no i definitely like i think that's that's something that every creative person struggles with is when is it done right and you know because you know if you're a perfectionist it's never done i mean look at george lucas he's still releasing cuts of fucking star wars yeah you know i mean like there's there's a there's a very natural tendency to keep fucking with the soup um because you want it to be perfect and you know i think that's when outside opinions come in and that's why you know nothing you don't want to make a movie as someone who's, who's made lots of movies over the years you don't make a movie by committee You know, you need – there needs to be a captain of the ship. You can listen to other people. You can have a council of advisors. You can have other people whose opinion you listen to. But at the end of the day, you you really do need one kind of voice uh, directing what's going to happen next. And and, and
0: you're right about that. And other things have come out since because, again, this whole thing became obliterated in 2020 right when the pandemic started. Right? And so it wasn't – you know, I had to make – i had to make my own project at that point and and decide what i was going to do with it and what direction i was going to go with it because this person that i was working with originally again they didn't want all of this they just wanted it to be a fucking retelling of what happened in point pleasant
1: well i think there's value to that too like so this is this is something that um you know i'm glad we're talking about this not not just because uh it gives you a chance to talk about the documentary but because this is honestly something that has been on my radar a lot recently um specifically because of the clubhouse stuff because i spend a lot of time uh although it feels like there hasn't been clubhouse rooms for the past there hasn't been a lot of okay. clubhouse rooms. Good. I, I didn't know if i was just not paying attention or if it really activity kind of what there was a lull which
0: you're is too busy pulling your pod.
1: <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh well it's not gonna pull itself um but i i feel like uh you know listening to those guys the small town monster people some of the other sure. people in there that make documentaries hearing them talk about it and um listening not not really kind of answering back too much because you know I, I just hearing other people talk about their process it's kind of why we do like people who make stuff um is because they're, you know i i find value in just listening to what other creative people have to say and like their um their approaches to it and their techniques you know they uh small town monsters puts out a lot of stuff
0: they do and
1: they put out a lot of kind of short form material they do and i think that as somebody who has made you know i mean after the 48 hour film project next month i I don't even know if it's going to be like 13 or four who's made a whole shit ton of short films and no full lengths you know there's i'm very uh you know i don't know sometimes i like the fact that i've done that sometimes i don't sometimes i wish that i had concentrated all that time and effort on a one feature-length film or two or three feature-length films as opposed to making you know over a dozen short-form films But one of the benefits of doing the dozen short-form films is that I've got to tell over a dozen stories about a dozen different topics. Sure. And I've got to explore different interests of mine. I get to write about different interests of mine. Like, there is a movie about werewolves, and there is a movie about alien abduction, and there is a movie about autoerotic asphyxiation, and there is a movie about divorce, and there is a movie about losing a child and you know there is a movie about uh italian satanists you know it's like i and there and there was a musical and there was a whole bunch of other things that little things that i got to tell 12 minute stories about and you know as much as it kind of lacks the wallop of doing a you know 390 minute movies um i do find value in that approach somehow and to see documentary take the same approach where like small town monsters will spend a half an hour on this or i don't know who was in the room somebody was talking about they're doing a documentary about iowa and someone was like well what's going on in iowa he's like oh you'll see (laughs) oh, <laughs> I'm, not, oh wow. <laughs> I'm not throwing shade on that guy because i forget who he was and he could be someone that listens to the show but like i just thought it was interesting like no, this motherfucker wants to make a documentary about iowa and you know what that's what he's doing that's and if it's 25 right. minutes long then it's twenty five minutes long.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well,
1: and that's it. If he's got twenty five minutes worth of a story to tell about Iowa, then goddammit, it, that's what he's going to do. He's going to release it on YouTube. And unfortunately, it's probably gonna, not unfortunately good for him. I mean, seriously, for good him. for him, absolutely. But it'll probably get more views than all my shit combined. So, like,
0: <laughs> I mean, you might be surprised. You know, I'll be honest with you. I, I've only, I had until very recently have always felt very intimidated by the small town monsters folk because they well they
1: are <laughs> no, they're cool, they're,
0: they're, cool. No, they're, they're, they're good people i have since then i've met them i've hung out with seth breedlove we got drunk together he's funny you know i've got I, most of them i think i've gotten drunk with I, you know i like them all they're great people um but you know initially i was like well fuck man here i am trying to make a you know series of documentaries multiple documentaries and that's that's what i want for the rest of my life that's what i want to do is investigate this stuff and then document it so that i can share the information with people the information i find with people so you know they're but they're doing that and they're doing it quick man they're fucking pushing these movies out like i've never seen well yeah so hold on okay. so you know i'm like okay but then i go back and i watch them and they're good i mean they great production value right they got good researchers right they're doing a good job the thing is though is that the only thing that they're really doing is just retelling the shit that's that we already know so of course that's easy pickings if i just wanted to throw a documentary out there i just give you the history you're going to get more than that with sinking the mothman you're going to get the the investigation you know you're going to get the fun parts you're going to get the you know yeah you're gonna get some history because that is a big part of it obviously if there were no history then you know it wouldn't i mean it wouldn't exist or you know whatever be relevant but you know you're you're gonna get other stuff and you know things that people have never seen before you know I, I do have stuff in it that that people haven't seen is it huge groundbreaking evidence does it prove anything no but one of these days it will it'll help you know get bigger. Right. you know it fills in the bigger picture and you know, so that's the difference is that they're not really doing anything else. So,
1: well, yeah. I think okay, a couple of things. Number one, I was not trying to throw shade at them at all. I mean, I I make fun of stuff or whatever if I oh, said no, something I didn't that think was you joking. No, it's, yeah, it's it, that's just because that's the way I talk. Like, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't fucking and dispersions on what they make i would love to collaborate with them at some point all these people come to chicago to shoot content and like i understand that everybody knows me but if you're listening to this show and you have any intention of coming into my fucking city to film something give me a call like you know what i mean like let's hang out like i'll i'll go out and film with you i'll, I'll, I'll drive you around you know i'll, I'll show you the I'll show you the different spots or whatever i'll be your local tour guide like it sure, sure. just i'm not saying you have to it's not like i'm the mayor of Chicago but like you're gonna come here to film content like you know you got a boy that's native that knows everything and that doesn't think you're nuts you know i might not right. be a bad person to drop a line to right um right so ha- having,
0: yeah. uh, and, and having that's
1: it. Just... That but yeah i think their their approach is more um as established fact-based you know research or not i don't know if you can really say fact because all this stuff is just kind of well they're always very popular
0: i mean everybody knows who they are in the community you know what i mean like they're 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 starting to be the bigger names now and that's great i'm good for them you know i'm happy right i'm glad but the thing is now is that you know it's not like i said i used to think that they were my direct competitors they're not and in this field you don't have direct competitors
1: right don't.
0: and and i think that i think a lot of people do still sit in that mindset that you do but the fact of the matter is is that we're all researching the same fucking thing whether or not we got different theories on it or you know different takes i mean that's a whole another ball game it doesn't matter we're not going to discover anything unless we work together and put our research together and again stop viewing each other as as competition it's not competition do you think fucking scientists sit in the lab and they're like oh i'm competing with my scientist on my team that's working on the same fucking thing that i am not really maybe well, on like an egotistical level but not you know not enough to where they wouldn't work with them still
1: yeah there's go, there's always gonna be competitive assholes but i don't think it needs to it needs well, to have friendly that.
0: competition you know i i like that yeah. i'm very I mean, competitive
1: and i i always sometimes bring this stuff back to like you know the band uh framing reference because that's something that i did for a long time and i'm familiar with it. so it's like you know do our bands compete against each other yeah <laughs> like you may play on the same you may you may play on like a show together and like a bill or whatever and you know you may be friends and like oh yeah let's you know let's, we're putting together a show at the metro and and you guys play and we'll play and okay cool but you're sitting there with your arms crossed watching them play and you're right. like all right and then when someone else like let's say there's another band that you play with and you guys do shows together and then they get asked by a bigger company to open for somebody and you're like why were we asked to play that show blah 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 yeah you know like there's always pettiness i think amongst creative people yeah and it's just a matter of like you know hey you can feel that way sometimes and you know you can whatever but it's different I think when you act on it and you try to sabotage people like you know I, I I always say that spite is a is a very powerful motivator and the and the desire to be the best and the desire to prove certain people wrong can I know definitely with me has propelled me to work harder on things than I would have if I just felt that I had no competition or I was oh
0: abs- absolutely you know absolutely. so yeah that,
1: that's all good stuff but you know you never want to sabotage anybody well and like another
0: another big part of it that that i don't feel like i i discuss enough is that um you know going going back to just kind of where this started like i don't have any I, i have no film history period i've never it's never caught my interest to pick up a camera and start filming anything like i don't have a background in that at all i have no fucking idea what i'm doing and I've had to learn everything on my completely on my own. It's not like I had a bunch of money to throw at this. I didn't. No, not a single person has funded this except for me. Well, I, I, some people have bought some things here and there, but I've never had a kick. I don't have a Kickstarter for it. Nobody's paying right. for the travel. You know, that's that's all. That's all me. It's all coming out of my dime, and it's all you know. Again, everything that that I'm learning, I, you know, I'm learning how to do completely on my own and you know it's been tough because I didn't even like I didn't even get a smartphone I'm not kidding I didn't even get a smartphone until like 2018 I really didn't and because I'm just not tech savvy and I'm not I've had to learn how to do it all now I'm very good at learning that's that's my that's my thing is that I'm, I'm really good at it um so i've done i've done okay it's just that i never had an interest you know i never had an interest in social media or anything i used to hate social media like i'm that person that like i hang out with people and i don't look at my phone like i really try really hard not to look at my phone because i i believe in being present in the moment and things like that so it's become difficult because then like some of this weird shit that happens um you know in my surrounding everyday life it's not like i have a camera on me at all times because and i you know are rolling at least at all times to document these things so like something will happen and i'm like well fuck of course of course we said it so many times over this week over the weekend i'm like listen everybody needs to film i don't on whatever i don't give a fuck if it's your potato phone like everybody needs to just be filming all the time so that we won't miss anything and then like something you know we would have i you know we'd have some really deep conversations somebody would go off on a really good rant and nobody fucking filmed it because we're just hanging out shooting the shit. <laughs> and it's like, well fuck, that would have been great to put in the you know, that was good. And none of us are actors. We're just people. So, you know, going back and refilming it, it's not completely out of the question. It just isn't gonna hit like it did, you know? And um and I want it to be genuine. So I mean, just even like the technical issues that that we've had with it you know when i filmed this ufo finally i finally finally fucking filmed a ufo i see ufos all the time guys all the time i see them all the time and i finally filmed one it was i was just i was so happy i'm disappointed because i didn't have my zoom lenses with me to you know to get a better view of it it just looks like a light in the sky but for me it was big because i've never gotten to film one before so <laughs> you know it's that. like i said that's another thing that's not really considered i'm not a filmmaker i mean i am now but I had no background in it. I had no interest in it. Had never any type of, you know, artistic bone in my body. I tell people all the time, I'm not an artist. Um, you know, I consider myself more of a, a, a scientist than anything. And that's just what I am. And that's what I'm doing. But but that's why you should watch it. Because it it, it is genuine. You know, we're not... There, there. There's there's a big... There's a show. I'm not going to get too much into it. Um, but there's a big show a lot of people respect within the community. And uh, they they fake a lot they don't fake a lot of stuff it's just that something happens and they'll reshoot it and shoot it again i mean they do it in a creative way right and so and so it's not genuine now of course it has high production value and it looks good but it's not genuine it's not genuine research it's not you're not getting these actual reactions or things that are happening in real time or you know what have you and you know we're not going to have that not that we don't have good production value because we have both we have both it's good it's a genuine take on this stuff as well as something that looks good. It does. It's not gonna look shitty. I'm not gonna let it look shitty. Is it gonna look like, uh, you know, an, an HBO documentary? Well, I hope so, but probably not because I don't have HBO documentary money. So, um, unless HBO wants to sponsor the documentary, then please. But anyway, so you know, that's that's where we're coming from with it. Um, but but right now, you know, I think that i'm in a good spot it's not that things aren't still happening it's not that the investigation's not still going on it's just that as the director of this thing i had to decide what my stopping point was going to be and where the next step is going to be we're already working on like i said other documentaries we've already filmed stuff for future documentaries and we already know what the next one is going to be about um and you know so and the next one's going to be about Air, um, areas um, high concentrated areas of, of high strangeness. um so and then we're going to deep dive into some more monsters. but um you know with this like i said we're pretty much there unless something fucking monumental unless the mothman comes and shakes my hand himself um we are pretty much getting ready to wrap up and and do post and you know get it out there and i don't really know how long post production on anything takes so i i am going to say that it's the fall of 2022 (laughs) because probably plenty of time but it will be feature length. um so what uh, i mean what kinds of things have have we found um is i think a lot of people ask about you know evidence and things like that um i have quite a few exclusives um i have people that have never publicly come out with their with their experiences before who have chosen to lend it to this documentary to come out with that stuff um i i do have footage of some strange things nothing crazy just weird noises weird happenstances weird circumstances um i have i have a lot of my own personal experiences but not just mine um the entire crew which i'll tell you i have there's only three of us officially on the crew but there are other people that have come in and out of this thing and worked on it but um everybody that has worked on it has their own story to tell ever since working on it um we kind of have this theory that stuff like this sort of spreads like a disease and uh you know it's it's it, there's definitely anecdotal evidence there um I've I've physically now I have gone to the spot where uh Woodard Darenberger met injured cold and nobody else has ever been there before um it's not it's not been i mean people roughly know where it's at but i know exactly where it's at i went at the exact hill that they sat up on and and looked over the city
1: was that this weekend
0: that was this weekend yeah nice sure was and uh you know of course tanya darrenberger herself is going to be sharing her experiences and i've been very lucky with how forthcoming she's been and how great she's been um with wanting to share those things um and yeah, you know, and then plus other people. Tobias Whalen's gonna be in it, you know, talking about the Lake Michigan Mothman. Um, you know, it's it's gonna be uh, it, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be really good. But you know, where are we at right now? I think actually, I was just on. Uh, it's not out yet. I'll, obviously, you guys will know when it comes out. But I was on uh Emily and Tobias's show. They're they have a podcast called Investigating the Impossible, and uh you know, Tobias asked, "Well, what do you think we're dealing with with the Mothman?" um i can't tell you what it is can't tell you who he is um but what i can tell you is that whatever it is is not terrestrial so it's nothing like bigfoot right it's not an actual animal that lives here um it's intelligent and for whatever reason when you when you start when you have an experience with the mothman it's very 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 personal and um you know not just because you saw something that normal people don't see but just because it it's it's life-changing it it really is it's very life-altering whether that be good or bad um i haven't really found evidence for either but you know that's what we know about a lot of these instances of high strangeness in this regard is that they're typically very personal experiences and again I feel like people are going to watch the documentary and it's going to lead you on a different path of how you view things in the world. And because you have that new scope that you're viewing it from, it's going to get very personal for you, too. So and, and I hope it does. But that's, that's, it's, it all sounds so cryptic, but I'm super excited. I, I'm really excited to show people. What, me? <laughs> like
1: me personally or like the audience when you say you?
0: You and the audience and everybody. Oh, OK. And everybody probably you personally i don't need to change your mind though personally you've you've had experiences of high strangeness so you already know
1: yeah i guess uh-huh.
0: <laughs> what do you mean you guess, you know, I, guess. <laughs> I guess so i just saw aliens it's cool
1: oh whatever <laughs>
0: It was, it was no big deal that's pat said that to me it's no that's, big deal
1: that's imposter syndrome in full full fucking gear fucking
0: full-blown <laughs> imposter syndrome it really is uh, not, you know what i was gonna say that i was gonna say you already know but you don't accept it yet but no i, wa- I wasn't gonna i wasn't gonna throw you under the bus like that but you'll 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 see it one day um <laughs> but anyway so yeah that's i mean that's the gist of the documentary it's not you know i say it's about the moth band but it's not just about the Mothman and
1: It's about the Mothman we met along the way.
0: Yeah. Right. It's, well it's,
1: yeah. it's about the journey, not the destination.
0: It it is. It is. And that's why it's not going to be just one documentary, because it can't be. There's too much. And it was way too much. Um but um but this first one's gonna be exclusively around the Mothman, how I got into it, more details about that, if you give a fuck at all. Um it is interesting, I promise. Um and you know, obviously the personal experiences that we've had with it and then other people's personal experiences with it and how that ties into other things. Um, you know, we're gonna go into more history things that people don't talk about. You know, this thing, especially people that have people that have seen it know, but then everybody else on the internet's just like, oh, Mothman, he was you know, he was there in the sixties and now he's back in Chicago. He never left. He never reappeared and disappeared and he's always been around. That this thing's always been around and uh it's just that they didn't call it the mothman they don't call it the mothman everywhere that's you know they haven't called it the mothman for thousands and thousands of years you know it just happened to be the mothman during the six the 60s you know flap in west virginia
1: that's how it got Um, branded and that's what stuck with it for the past you know 40 years 60 years or whatever but yeah in the grand scheme of things it's much it
0: doesn't look anything like like, it's actually fucking horrifying looking um so you know there's that but anyway so that's you know any questions you want to throw any questions i think i covered everything pretty well actually
1: right no i mean i'm looking forward to it it's i've like i said this is kind of what brought us together and uh hopefully it's not what tears us apart in the end but no it's <laughs> uh <laughs> you know if you need an editor let me know i mean that's why i'm still, I'm still waiting around like
0: i did, I, I put the documentary kind of, out it's just an <laughs> hour and a half of pat pulling and spud
1: Ooh. Dude, that, <laughs> that would be like three minutes Three minutes, if that, yeah. Yeah, this like thirty different clips, but no, it's, I mean, no, well, it's just three minutes that. on a loop, yeah. you know, just
0: constantly. Like this is it, Pat. This is what this was. You know, I sank the Mothman to your balls.
1: Um, <laughs> I was sinking the Mothman. Sinking. I thought you meant sinking like S I N K, like like you put weights on him and he fell into the river and sunk to the bottom. You're Ooh. saying sinking like
0: like synchronicity. Like
1: yes okay
0: thinking of the mothman yeah
1: right i wonder if any of our listeners made that mistake as well or if it's just me well they
0: shouldn't because they read the the title
1: oh okay so yeah Gotcha. So,
0: i mean if they do i don't know i'm not no. how did you not know the name of the documentary this whole time you've never known the name of the documentary
1: i don't know Wow. you told me
0: i'm sure i did
1: well okay there's I'm a poster sorry.
0: out and everything really oh yeah
1: so you didn't know I made a fucking werewolf movie. <laughs> like, talk about us don't not paying attention don't to on that. Shit. yeah. I, Man, that. I, didn't know. I read right, those now. text messages. Now we're even
0: now we're even. <laughs> now, now we're
1: even. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good.
0: But no, yeah, no, sinking the Mothman. Because then the next thing's gonna be, you know, sinking, you know, the the Bridgewater Triangle or sinking the you know, I don't know, whatever it is we're working on at the time.
1: It's good. I think you, I. I mean, honestly, like as as your friend and and creative collaborator with the podcast, and obviously I have a, a behind the scenes view of everything else. I think it's good that you just start putting the shit out. You know what I mean? And and not and not letting things toil and like, oh, is it done? Is it done? It's, it's you know the pie is done when you put it on the windowsill. Just fucking put it out there and move on to the next one, and right. you learn from it and you know you go from there and the the, the first one's going to be good and the second one's going to be better because the lessons that you learn on the first one and the third one's going to be even better than that but you don't get to the second and third one until you put out the first one so you just got to put out the first one and, well, i need to
0: stop being hard on myself right is the problem and, right um, you
1: no know, granted yeah. you got we got we, hey listen we all got thrown a fucking curveball this past year with COVID. like that's yes. and, and every yeah. everybody and it's
0: still going that. is the fucking problem is like it's still you know and that's and that's another thing i tell people is like you gotta understand guys that i started this right when COVID started and so you know it's really it's made it difficult i i'm i'm immunocompromised so it's it's hard to make that judgment call is this worth going out and possibly getting COVID? over i don't know well and then
1: like this weekend like look events get canceled right or people don't you know people get weird and they don't want to go out or you know i'm going to try to stay in for the next couple of weeks or you know i mean all that's and all that stuff is perfectly reasonable and understandable and that's the world that we live in right now especially when you're talking about a volunteer film crew that's not this isn't their livelihood they're not getting a yeah. bunch of fucking money thrown at them to do this you're asking people to volunteer their time and their resources and to a certain extent their health to go out and do this stuff and it's right. gonna it's going to create a setback for anybody i don't give a fuck who you are right like dude like what just got shut down like ant-man like the the hollywood movies get shut down because of this shit yeah the the mission impossible ones like don't of course your documentary is not not to minimize it but of course you're gonna hit snags you know but you're overcoming them which is the good part and you're nearing the finish line which is why we're devoting an episode to this yes we're we're so
0: close you know and that's and i think that's why you know i just want to people to know well for one again you know people ask it all the time what is it about uh it's about a lot of things but now you've listened to this episode now you know what it's about um because i directed you here to listen to it so don't ask me again i'm just <laughs> I'm, I'm super friendly um but you know i i thought that it would be important because a lot of people know me as this person making this documentary and have for almost two years and they're still in the doc- documentary well i mean there you go there is a couple of reasons why but um, it's coming. Again, for me, this was very personal. I could never forgive myself if I didn't finish it. And I'm so excited because it is very good and I'm very proud of of where we're at. So cool. that's uh all I really have to say about it. Awesome. All right. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, you know, with that being said, now ask me questions. Uh by all means, that's fine. Um, but with that being said, I will see you guys here next Wednesday.